the same way. After her large family had gathered around the bountiful Thanksgiving table, she would stand up and say in her most commanding voice, Oh God, if there is a God. And a long grace would follow. By putting a caveat right up front, my, grand, my friend's grandmother could give thanks for her many blessings, whether they came from God or just good fortune. And in this way, anyone at the table could feel included in the grace. Growing up, I used to be a little bit envious of Catholic friends of mine. When I would visit their houses, it was clear that they were Catholic. From pictures of Jesus and Mary to little crucifixes hanging around, you knew that you were in a Catholic house. There were no apologies. But what I envied my friends most was the short, precise grace that was said before every I can't remember how it goes, but I'm sure that there are a few of you here this morning who can remember exactly how it goes. I remember it going by in the blink of an eye. The shortest, most succinct pause possible before we ate. And every child in the family knew this prayer by heart and could say it instantly when put on the spot by their Contrast this grace with the one said at my house growing up. We really only said grace for special meals, but those made up for all the others. <laughs> it was this, as if all the little graces that hadn't been said daily got saved up into one jumbo all-purpose grace. When some adult in my family got going, or she made up for lost time. Long, rambling graces, reminding us to all to enjoy the many things that we have been given. Endless graces that extolled us to do better next time. Interminable graces that ensured that at least part of the meal would get cold before we could eat it. Oh, how I longed for a short, precise Most of us will be at a Thanksgiving meal this coming week. Will there be a blessing before the meal? What will the prayer be like? Who will say it? Will you say it? Will you agree with the prayer if you don't say it? <coughs> will you feel like this grace was a blessing or a burden? Does that matter, really? As Unitarian Universalists, we are often bridge builders between faith traditions. We are champions of a religiously pluralistic society, and we like to think of ourselves as relatively open-minded about matters of faith. Well, at least until it comes to family. Family puts a whole new spin on religious tolerance if your family is anything like mine. We often let family members get the best of us pretty quickly, and all of our well-listened <coughs> religious arguments fly out of the window when a prayer is being offered that feels exclusionary. 
and sometimes this is a struggle for religious liberals. It is a struggle to define our beliefs and those of us with children. It is a struggle sometimes to pass those beliefs on. In the interest of teaching religious tolerance in our own homes, we sometimes balk at teaching religion at all. In her article from the UU World, Reverend Kate Braystrup gives a good example of why something as simple as a thanksgiving grace carries tremendous weight. She writes, If I teach my child a specific prayer, I'll be indoctrinating her in a particular religion, a young man objected to my call for clarity, enfolding his three-year-old protectively in his arms. I want Eleanor to be free to choose her own beliefs. Braystrup says, Parents in 21st century Western cultures are faced with a peculiar problem. We revere freedom, especially freedom of conscience. All freedom rests on the freedom to choose, not only among various actions, but also between competing ideas. She goes on. When Eleanor is an adult, it will be up to her to decide whether to floss her teeth, eat her vegetables, or watch 12 back-to-back episodes of Dexter. She will also be free to smoke dope, starve herself to fashion model thinness, hook up with strangers, or use racial slurs. She can choose whether to clean her body, her house, or or the environment, whether to help the poor or ignore them, to say please and thank you, or to take the service of others for granted. In the meantime, as lovingly yet authoritatively as they can, her parents make these choices for her. If they do not train Eleanor to like broccoli, the world will happily train her to like skills. If they do not give her tools and practices for interpreting and expressing the universal human need for meaningful communion and a sense of purpose,
Luckily, we are all saved by the simple concept that time is not linear, not one thing building endlessly on another. Time is rather cyclical. It is round and circular. It doubles back on itself. It gives us second and third and fourth and twenty-fifth chances. And because time doubles back on itself, it offers us fresh chances over and over again. Thanksgiving comes around every year to remind us again to be grateful. Hanukkah happens every year to show us how to be faithful and true. Winter solstice comes around every year to remind us to have hope and to persevere. Advent teaches us to wait every year. The religious life Thank you. 
Yeah. 